Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. LeBron James. All right, Afrin, we got some hoops tonight, my friend. We've got the Rockets without Chris Paul as 12 and a half point underdogs. On the road against the Warriors. Who do you like? Uh, I like the Warriors for this game. Do I you like, like them to cover the 12 and a half? If, you know, because the, the federal, uh, I'm sorry, the Supreme Court said this isn't federal law. This should be a state-by-state decision here. So we're going to see it legalized in a lot more states. Betting purposes, do you think that the Warriors win by at least 13? Um, Yeah, I do. I do. Um, not having Chris, If they didn't have Chris Paul last game, they wouldn't have won. Uh, James Harden, uh, as good as 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 well as he's played all year, um, he just he didn't show up last game. He struggled the last two games, but Chris Paul has been that one constant that allows James Harden to go sit on the bench for extended periods of time. The last two years, James hasn't been able to do that. Now having someone like Chris Paul, not only is he a floor general, but he can hit the big shot, right? He can hit the tough shot. Um. And he just actually he brings more defensive grit with him, even though he's the smallest player on the court. Uh, when he's out there, he 
It doesn't matter if you put him in the post, he's going to fight. That's the one thing I I loved and hated about Chris Paul uh, was the the fact that no matter who he was guarding or what the challenge was in front of him, he would rise to the occasion. And it pissed me off uh, a couple years ago when the NBA, David Stern, nixed the trade to would send CP3 to the Lakers. You know, that I, I, I still never got over that, you know, and then he goes to the Clippers. You know, but CP3 is one of those players where you love him and you hate him. You love to play with him and you hate to play with him. Well, yeah, and it's one of those things where you think about the shots he created in game five. Think about the shimmy. Maybe this oh, is yeah, the curse of the shimmy with the hamstring being blown. But the the shot that preceded the shimmy when the shot clock was rolling down and Steph Curry was guarding him great on that particular shot. And CP3 just drained it. He made a couple of those threes late in the shot clock. I just, I think this game is a wrap. I think it'd be really interesting to see how Dan Tony manages minutes. Because if he's trailing by a decent margin early, I am completely thinking about game seven. Because I'm looking at my guys and I'm like, all right, we got to shorten our rotation. We play two nights from tonight. So I got to be smart about not maxing out their minutes if it looks like this thing's going to be a wrap on the road minus CP3. Yeah, um, but look, you can close out a team that went to the finals the last three, four years. So you don't – you just got to go fight. You got to go fight. You got to hope James Harden has 60, right? You have to, you have to do everything you can to get this thing over right now. Boston fell uh, under the same category last night. You have to fight. You have no matter what. You have to put up a fight no. in order to get this thing over. Look, the funny Boston thing is, Boston wasn't losing like an, a future Hall of Famer last night. That's true. You know, that's true. And, and I'm just saying, like, it's not as if the Warriors get out to like a six to three lead, and it's like, all right, call the dogs off. I'm not saying that at all. I'm just saying if it gets into the third quarter and they're down by twenty three. Yeah, I'm absolutely managing minutes with Game 7 two nights from now. Yeah, down by 23 in in the third quarter, that's not, you know, there's life after that. We've seen that this whole playoff, this whole Yeah, and it's called Game (laughs) 7. I I get you. You don't want to get to this point and decide that, you know, hey, I'm going to phone it in and and wait and see what we got because – in all honesty, is CP3 going to be available in Game 7? Whether he know. plays or not. Yeah. Hamstrings are – now, I've been there. Hamstrings, especially for basketball players, like I can hide it as a football player, as an offensive lineman, you can hide it. Very very little movement. But if you're sprinting up and down the court, your hamstring, I, I mean, that's a touchy thing. Now, depending on yeah. how severe that injury is – um. It's no guarantee if he comes back and plays, will he be the, the the person that he's going to need to be in a game seven against the defending champions? Well, it's not to rely solely on Chris Paul because he could hardly stand up. And that was the biggest possession of both teams seasons thus far when CP3 couldn't stand up and go to the other end of the court. And it was an open look from Quinn Cook of all players that he missed it. But the point is, It looks bad for CP3 in terms of him being healthy for Game 7. So my thought isn't, well, hey, let's just, let's say this game is a wrap. We're down by 23 in the third quarter. 
let's just set our sights on Game 7 where we get CP3 back and all will be well. I'm not thinking that if I'm D'Antoni. What I'm thinking is it's not looking great for CP3, and we really have to be smart about our rotation in the minutes with our best players because what's a better chance for us to win this series? Is it us coming back from a 23-point third-quarter deficit, if that's the situation on the road where the Warriors are facing elimination without Chris Paul, or is it going back to our own place and starting from scratch 0-0 at tip-off? It's Game 7. So you just got to be smart about if you're in that situation tonight. Yeah, you do. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, but, hey, you got to go for broke, man. I'm of the, I'm, I'm of the opinion is a bird in the hand. You know what I mean? A bird in the hand. Let's try to get this. James Harden has to show up. All right. PJ Tucker is showing up. Trevor Reza is showing up. James Harden is not showing up. And, ma- and maybe not having CP3 out there and having the ball in James's hand more often like he's accustomed to ha- to having, it'll get him going. Now, they were letting him play last game. So when James was going to the hole and, and, and flailing and, and, and doing all of that, trying to get to the line, they weren't calling it, and it threw him off his game. He was so worried about complaining and not getting the calls that it kind of it threw him off his rhythm a little bit. If you just watched his body language after he went to the hole and they blocked the shot and he didn't get the call, he would stop. They would get the rebound, they'd go down on defense, on offense, and he would just stop and complain while the play was still going. Like We don't need that from you, James. We need you to just stay engaged. They're not going to call them all the time, but you just got to keep playing. So don't go to the hole looking for contact. Go to the hole looking to score. Like the time he drove by Draymond Green to dunk it, he wasn't. He didn't care about contact there. That's how he needs to attack the hole, and that's the problem I have with his, his game offensively. Yeah, he's unstoppable when he's in that ISO, but when things don't go his way, he kind of disappears a little bit. Right, I hear you. And it's one of these where these next, I believe, two games, I would be floored if the Rockets went in and won this game on the road without Chris Paul. So I I don't see it happening, but James Harden's got to figure out a way to change his playoff reputation because it's bad right now, and deservedly so. This guy has missed his last 23-pointers. That is unbelievable. He's missed 20 in a row. How many shots do you think it takes James Harden tonight to make a three-pointer? One. One. He's going to make his first one. Yep, because I know what he was doing last night. I know what he was doing. In the gym, just getting shots up? What was he doing? He was in yeah. the gym all night. Wow. So you go first shot. Yeah, he's yeah. Drains it. Yep. I you know what? I've checked the mailbox. I have not seen my one dollar in Snickers bar that you owe me for I don't even remember our last bet. What was it for? Oh, it was um you had the Pacers beating the Cavs in game seven. Yeah. And it didn't happen. No, it did that didn't. I, I'm almost willing to go double or nothing. On what? With James Harden missing his first three-pointer tonight. You want to do it? Let's, Let's do lock it. it in. Let's lock it in. Let's lock it in. Lock yeah. it in. All right, we got $2 coming my way and double Snickers bars. What happened, man? What, where is this? Uh, was it in Root? Did it get lost in no, Bismarck? Remember you something? said we're going to hold off because we almost had another double or nothing bet. Remember that? I don't remember that, but my memory isn't the greatest. Yeah, you know so what's funny let's is do it, let's do it like this. At the end of the, 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 the run, the championship, the NBA championship, all bets should be settled, right? Okay. So I'll send right, you. That's fine. Right? So because we don't know where, you you know, just like 
we might double or nothing on this one right here, right? So let's wait till uh, either Boston or Houston is crowned. <laughs> How about that? Look, weren't last year this time? Weren't you talking about you want to see somebody Boston different? or wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I, I just Did threw, I threw just that out there for the you. Warriors, I threw you that took out the there Warriors for you. Out of the running here, I threw it out there for you because you were so adamant about wanting to see another Dude, matchup. You have not misheard my argument in any other capacity worse than my argument about teams loading up to try to take down the Warriors. The whole thing, so I could set the record straight once and forever, was based on not mortgaging the future. I understand that. That's that's the whole point. That's not what I was talking about. What I was talking about was the fact that you wanted to see, you said these words, that I would like to see some other teams other than Cleveland and the Warriors playing for the NBA uh, Finals again and for the NBA Championship. You said that. This had nothing to do with any of that. You said you would rather see newer teams, and I was like, this is a dynasty. This is exciting. You were like, nah, I'd rather see new teams do it. You said that. You don't remember that? I think that I wanted to see the Warriors lose. Now I've changed that position because I've been bombarded with Rocket fanboy tweets where I just – I. You can't do it, huh? I'm in a, I'm in a tough position, Ephraim, because I, I can't. I can't, can't root for it. the Rockets with the amount of ridiculousness I've gotten on Twitter right. promoting the Rockets. It's just crazy. You, you kind of right? stuck with Golden State now, huh? I, yeah, at least for this series, and then I'm going to be stuck with them for the next series because no one from the East is taking them down. That's not going to happen. So I'm kind of stuck with them at this point, unfortunately. But, uh, I mean, going into the playoffs, yeah, I thought it would have been more interesting – I said that Rockets-Cavs would have been the best matchup for the finals because you got LeBron and, of course, the Jordan stuff, and could they take down the Rockets? Of course, you'd have to heavily favor the Rockets in that series, but it'd be a little bit different than if it was Warriors and Cavs for a fourth straight time. I think that would have been the best matchup, but I don't don't know. We'll see how it plays out. You got one more win for each. Could happen where LeBron and company go into the garden, Oof. take them down. Look, guess what? Guess what I'm not doing? What's I'm that? not betting against LeBron in the game seven. I can tell you that. That's, ba- that's, that bad, that's a bad bet. Yeah? That's a bad bet. Gonna, you don't want to take that. We're going to have to talk about that series. It's Brian No, Andy from Salam coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next, a little bit of Cavs versus Seas. Papa Bear loves it when I say Seas. Stop it! To the Celtics. Loves it. Loves it. He sends me angry text messages and yells curse words at me when we're not on the air. That's how he, that's how he rolls, Ephraim, you know? Just verbal insults left and right. <laughs> we'll get into that series a little bit and the injuries in the playoffs, what it says about one player in particular that remains uninjured. It's Brian No Any from Salam live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No Any from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Ephraim, you get down with, you know, kind of like uh sounds like it's from the south. You get down with that kind of Houston sounding rap music. Yeah, I'm a big fan of uh uh Bombi and Pimp C. Yeah? Yep. You rock that out, huh? Yep. Underground Kings. What's your favorite kind of rap music? Um, I don't know if it's a, a kind. You know what I mean? It's you'd be better off asking about artists because Okay. 
you know. Not necessarily like not, it because it's East Coast, West Coast, nah, yeah, nah, South, I'm, I'm, all I'm, that. Yeah, no, nah, it's, you know, I love good music, right? So yeah. I'm a fan of Jay-Z. I'm a fan of Snoop. I'm a fan of Tupac, Biggie, Drake, you know, Pusha T, you know, who, who currently. Pusha T, I like it. They're Pusha beefing T right now. Pusha T in those yeah, underrated Adidas commercials, yeah. right? Yeah, Drake yeah. and uh, Pusha T are, are beefing right now. <laughs> I, this is going to be good because I, I love uh-oh, both of them, uh-oh. so. What's I'm going excited. on with this beef? Well, push it. they've been beefing since 2006 when it started with Lil Wayne and the Clips. And the Clips felt Lil Wayne was, you know, biting their style and all that because they wore the Bapes, uh, stuff like that. And it's been ongoing, ongoing, ongoing. And then now, you know, Drake is into it and pushes uh, on his new song, Infrared, is alluding to him not writing his own stuff and he's just a gimmick and so on and so forth. And Drake responded in less than 24 hours, which was amazing. How long uh-huh. do you think Pusha has to respond? Oh, you got to go fast now. Like uh, right? he's, he's up <laughs> the took, ante. It took him like two years to <laughs> like, fire off that one. At the end of the day, we should be having something, you know, <laughs> or some type of tweet or something. But I mean, these guys live in the studio, so it, it's nothing to just go like Drake probably heard the song and roll right out of bed into the studio. Like, okay, just hit, you know, let's <laughs> drop this. And I mean, but this is this was what hip hop is all about. This started in the Bronx with guys sure. battle rapping. So this is this is for me. This is good for for the culture of of hip hop. Two talented MCs going back and forth at each other. Now it got carried away in the right. the nineties when. It was murders. East Coast, West yeah. Coast. Yeah, right. it, it just became bigger than the music, which sure, was re- sure. it took two of the best in the rappers on the planet Earth, and they're both dead because they just couldn't let it just stay on on vinyl, stay on white. Yeah, yeah, you know, stay, yeah, stay with that. So, if, yeah, I agree with you. If yeah. it's just that, trash talking's great. Trash talking makes sports oh, way it's more unbelievable. Could you imagine being uh, you know in a basketball game and nobody was trash talking or oh, or, or Chris Paul wasn't doing the shimmy yeah. in in <laughs> in uh, Steph Curry's face? I mean, it just would be mundane and boring. It's all about yeah. the trash talking. Odell Beckham and Josh Norman and it, you 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 want that. You you you're invested. Absolutely. Um, the Reggie Miller, Spike oh Lee. Oh, my goodness. That was classic. Larry Bird, one of the greatest trash talkers of all time. Jordan was great at it. I love all that stuff. That's sports. That's athletics, and I like it. I mean, they should have it at the workplace. Or you should be at the water cooler like, hey, Sam, <laughs> look at the shoes. What are those shoes? <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> trash talking everywhere. Maybe I'll do that skit. I'll write up that skit for Saturday Night Live. About trash yeah. talking in normal life. There you go. You got something to work with there. Yeah, I'm trying. It could be all sorts of awkward situations. It'd, that could work. That it'd could be work. hilarious. Um, by the way, Kevin Love is out for Game 7. Yeah, I saw that. He's been officially ruled out and placed in concussion protocol. He experienced concussion-like symptoms after he collided with Jason Tatum last night in Game 6. Love, after the game, said it was a toss-up if he'd be ready for Game 7 or not, so... He's the a, news he's, comes in. He's fragile. He's not playing. He's fragile. Really? Would you chalk that up to being fragile? I would the chalk head, it up to collision? being fragile. In the words of a Christmas story, fragile. It's French. Yes, he's fragile. Um, but it's just not the concussion. It's the hand. It's the elbow. It's the knee. It's the foot. Like, would over, you call Chris Paul fragile? Yes. Yeah, yeah, I would. But you over, have to uh, uh, over, you know, who's not fragile? LeBron James. 
That's exactly right. right. So, but that's no knock on the players. We all have a, a, a different makeup and composition. Our bodies are all built differently. So some guys can go 15 years and not be hurt ever. LeBron James. Some guys can, can't go a day. You know, Derrick Rose, right? So if Derrick Rose right. never got hurt, what type of player would he have turned out to be? Oh, man. Could yeah. you imagine? I mean, he was the things, fastest right? person I had ever seen. He was even faster than Allen wow. Iverson with the ball on the court. I it thought unreal. he was like Adrian Peterson as a running back yeah, you're with right. the basketball. Yeah. He, he was just violent the way he would attack the rim. And, and it looked different than everybody else. Mm-hmm. And his body couldn't hold up. And that's no knock yeah. on him. It just it is what it is. Look at uh, Greg Oden. We never got a chance to see what he I was know. supposed to be. Yeah. Right. Well, it's when you said fragile, that's an important word because I immediately think that fragile and soft are kissing cousins. And that's not true. No. You didn't say he was soft. You said he was fragile. Right. And there are a lot of times where with Derrick Rose, if you tear your ACL, you're not soft if you don't get back in the game. It's like you're injured. You can't get back in the game. It's right. just unfortunately, your body isn't built to take that type of punishment. Yep. Steph Curry is fragile. Right, he he'd go up for a layup and come down alone and hurt himself. Right, you got to remember the first couple of years in this in, in first couple of years in the league, he was injured. He was injured. His ankles, both ankles, right. He had to have multiple ankle surgeries. It just didn't work out. Grant Hill could have been. He could have been in the conversation of the greatest basketball player ever. Do you remember Grant Hill? His rookie year when he, I was like, oh my god, this, this is out of control. Right, like he was the next great one. And it just got side. He spent six years recovering from ankle surgeries. Yeah, and this for for uh, Kevin Love, he missed a game in the 2016 NBA Finals due to a concussion. Yeah. So this has happened before with him, and it's unfortunate he's not going to be there for Game Seven. I think that Kevin Love is the most underappreciated player in the NBA. He is. He takes it, a lot of blame as well. Oh, it's just everything that he can't do. This guy averaged this season. 17.6 points, 9.3 rebounds per game. That's not bad. No, it's not bad. He's a five-time bad. All-Star. And not bad at all. But Kevin Love can play. I think what people got in when they when they when when the jury was out on Kevin Love is when it was right after that All-Star game, he won the three-point contest and then he became a three-point shooter during the season. Right? So, Kevin Love was a dominant beast in Minnesota early on in the post. Like he was yeah. a beast. Like he was, he was, he was twenty five and and fifteen every night. That's just who he was. And when he won that three point contest, something switched in him. He became a stretch four, stretch five, and he lives there. So now, when he goes to the post, when Cleveland wants him to be the center and and, and play in the post, it's not as fluid as it used to be. You know, so it's not. He no longer wants to bang down there, right? And that's where he made his living. Now he's in the corner waiting for the pass. And I, to, you know, to I'm a I consider myself a big man as well. I would like to see him in the post. That's why I love Joel Embiid. I love Joel Embiid. He will put right. his back to the basket and give you the business. Period. It's, right. no, and he it's won't nothing live you can do. There. He will. He'll, he'll shoot, he'll from shoot outside, a three. He won't live. He'll shoot out a three there. in transition or something like that. But he will go to the post. And because what it does is it punishes the other team. It opens up your teammates around you and allows you to be in re- a rebound position the whole nine yards. Once you take your dominant force from the paint and put him out at the three-point line, 
Now he'll have a game where he has three rebounds. Like, Kevin Love, that's not what we need, right? Especially when Tristan Thompson wasn't playing. Yeah, we don't need you to have three rebounds. We need you to be down there imposing your will, getting people in foul trouble, getting easy buckets, kicking it out to our three-point shooters. He just happens to be the second be- or third best three-point shooter on the team. Yeah, and they're going to miss that for game seven. The silver lining is that in this series against Boston, the Cavs' offensive efficiency, it actually spikes. It's 11.8 points better per 100 possessions without love on the floor. So maybe it will be okay in Game 7. It's just for LeBron James, one, to be healthy with Larry Nance Jr. falling into his leg. We've seen that. Steph Curry was on the shelf for a number of oh, yeah, weeks. You, you get Kevin Durant out, was yep. up. LeBron's still in there. It's amazing. It's not to say that everybody else that's injured is soft. It's just it's another reason to marvel at LeBron James for being upright and never missing these monstrous games. But I I don't know, after 46 minutes in Game 6, if he's going to be able to do everything that it takes in Game 7 against Boston at home, who's undefeated in the playoffs. I I just, I've learned over the the decades of, of, of being in love and watching NBA uh, playoffs, you never bet against a great, I'm talking about an all-time great player in Game 7s. I don't care where you could be playing on the moon. The fact mm-hmm. of the matter is LeBron James is better than all of the Celtics. He's better than all of the Celtics. So, and if it's one game, you roll the ball out to center court, it's one game against arguably the best player in the game and a bunch of a good team, then you how do you not go with the best player? And I'm not talking the, about the team is better, but I'm not talking about scoring, right? Even though LeBron James had a 46 almost triple double uh, last night, I'm talking about the fact that LeBron James not only can score, but he makes the people around him better. He gets them easy shots. Now, if he was just yeah. out there as a scorer, then it'd be like, okay, well, just let him score, and don't and we just. Make sure nobody else is is all him. He has to score 100 if he wants to beat us, right? That's but true. What, but what That's he does right. is he facilitates, and it's hard. It's hard when he's he's got it going. He does, but all those three games on the road in this series, they have gotten blowed out. That's true. <laughs> and all that's, that's true. true in all those other that's games, true. and they still have gotten crushed. So we'll see. I'll tell you this. I would never bet against one man. Hmm. And that is Steve DeSager. Oh, yeah. Would never bet against him. Oh, no. Could never do that. Never once. Listen to him deliver another award-winning update right here. No, that's okay. Yeah. Oh, a mic would be good. Thank you. By the way, you mentioned uh, guys who were injury-prone. It immediately brought the name Bill Walton to mind. That's Hall of Fame talent who, from year one in the NBA, had trouble staying on the court. And by the mid-80s, he was coming off the bench for a champion Celtics team and finally played about every game. But aside from that, who knows what that guy would have been. And I agree with the Derrick Rose example. Man, I wish we would have all seen him healthy through, oh, yeah. through the first decade of a career. Oh, goodness. My goodness. I'm curious who the, the most oft-injured player, if, if it weren't for the injuries, who would have been the best? If it Grant Hill. If it would have been D. Rose or Oden been Grant or Hill. any of those guys. That's a good one, too. It would have been Go Grant Hill. Grant Hill. It would have yeah. been Grant Hill, I mean, without a doubt. Bill Walton wound up, I think, 13 points a game. He'd yeah. have been 23 points a game. That's true. 
I mean, he he was Hall of Fame at 13 points a game. Let's just start right there. And I let's not forget about Judd Bushler, the old Chicago (laughs) Bulls player. He wasn't nicked up so much. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. Tom Tolbert, all of them, sure. Right. Uh, (laughs) Hey, I like Tom. Tom was nice, man. As far as uh, minutes, I think of you know Kobe Bryant came out of high school and played 20 years, and LeBron uh, James is coming out of high school and. LeBron's already played more playoff games than Kobe did in his career. And you know LeBron's going to pass Kobe in minutes and in game starts and all of those things, just in the next probably three years or something like that. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yep. Uh, we've got a game coming up still over a half hour from tip. Houston at Golden State. Chris Paul of the Rockets out with a strained hamstring. Andre Iguodala still out for Golden State with a leg injury. Bone bruise the problem. Rockets up three games to two. Real Madrid took the Champions League final 3-1 over Liverpool today on Fox TV. Brad Keselowski won NASCAR's Xfinity race at Charlotte. Tomorrow's Coca-Cola 600 is on Fox TV, 6 p.m. Eastern time. Three ball games on Fox TV right now, depending on your area of the country. Astros and Indians underway after a rain delay. Scoreless bottom of the first. Bottom of the fourth at Wrigley Field. Cubs tied 2-2 with the Giants. News on the new pitcher that's starting a six-year deal with the Cubbies. Hugh Darvish goes on the disabled list with triceps tendonitis. He's 1-3 with an ERA of 5.95 so far. And the Angels are at Yankee Stadium. It's New York 4-3 over the Halos in the top of the fourth inning. The Angels say Shohei Otani will not pitch on Sunday but could go in Detroit on Wednesday. Chance of rain in the Bronx, by the way, tomorrow for the Angels-Yankees matchup, which they were hoping was going to be Masahiro Tanaka against Otani, and that's not going to happen. Red Sox won again today, 8-6 over Atlantic. Craig Kimbrell the save. So the Red Sox with a record of 36-13. and Right now, game and a half up on the Yankees for best overall record. Philadelphia won. Philly's now first place in the NL East. Back to you. We should be betting more Bo Sox games, Steve. They're 20 games over 500 already. That is a great yeah. offense. Yeah. Uh, what are we waiting for at this point? You know what I'm saying? It's Brian Noe and E from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Let's go to the phones here. We're talking about Kevin Love. Is he fragile? Is he not? Scott over in L.A. wanted to chime in on that. Go ahead, Scott. Hey, fellas. Everybody is entitled to an opinion, but... I'm going to pick apart your, your, your last argument. You stated that Kevin Love, who is a perennial all-star, probably going to be a Hall of Famer, double-double machine, has won at every level, and you critique that he is fragile. And I'm going, to give, I'm going to give two comparisons. The first one, you turn around in the same breath, and you say that you love Joel Embiid's game when he can barely make it through one season and he's okay. been eligible to play at he's least He's fragile, two. too. Yeah. I you're never, confusing it. Scott, fact, Scott, Scott you're confusing production with injuries. Yeah, I never said anything that – I never said he wasn't productive at all. We started to argue. We st- It wasn't even an argument. We started the statement by saying he w- he's a beast. He was a 25 right. in, in 12 guy every night. I don't have a Let problem with him. This. Don't you think that – at least from his standpoint, and you being a former professional athlete, if he's able to extend his career by playing more away from the basket, being more of a stretch four, and that's going to give him more longevity, hopefully less injury, and hopefully a longer career, doesn't that benefit him? Yeah, but we're talking about he started to stretch the floor in year four. We're not talking about year 12. We're talking about year four. He moved away from the basket. That that, That's – that doesn't make any sense. You're 25 years old, and you're trying to prolong your career by moving away from the basket? 
That's like if Michael Jordan would have decided I'm going to just go to the turnaround and fadeaway shot when he was 25 or 27 years old opposed to in his 30s. No, you go for what you, you do. When you get older, you slow down, then you extend your game. You're going to tell me since he's gotten to Cleveland that Kevin Love is a legitimate center in the East. No, he doesn't play center. Well, you earlier you said you should be playing more around the basket. Yeah, he the doesn't paint. do that. He doesn't play that. He, he doesn't play down well, there. Who, who's going to play center with Cleveland? That's why they have Tristan Thompson. He's the center. But you got to remember, how, at the beginning of the season, remember at the beginning of the season, they told – well, LeBron James told Kevin Love that was some contention there that he was moving to the five and not the four, and Kevin Love didn't like that. Remember that, right? Kevin Love didn't want to play center. He didn't want to play down there, but they were taking Tristan Thompson out of the starting lineup. Remember that? I, I do remember oh, okay. that. How has that cool. worked out for him? Tristan Thompson basically went into his shell. And, again, if you want to play the LeBron James as far as who he thinks should be starting or whatnot, this is the same guy that has J.R. Smith, who is absolute garbage, and a litany of other players that they signed to long-term deals, and that's why they're in the position that they're in now. Well, they're one game away from the NBA Finals again. It's not a bad position. And uh, – also, the fact that um, Tristan Thompson, you say you can say whatever you want about him, they would not be in this situation getting ready to go to the finals without his play in the last uh, two uh, playoff series. He's come in and gave given them exactly what they needed, toughness around the basket, rebounding, and rim protection. So, yeah, he's had a terrible year, but in these playoffs, these the last end of these playoffs – He's completely changed the trajectory of that team. Could you uh, you agree or disagree with that? I absolutely agree, but I will tell you, I think they're going to win tomorrow night, and I think what they need to do, they need to play hood. they got to look for some other scoring. J.R. Smith's not getting it done. You might as well put hood out there because he's proved to be a more effective scorer, able to play better defense than J.R. Smith, and ultimately is a better player. But because J.R. Smith is LeBron's boy, they're going to stick with him. He is absolutely Dunk up the whole series, <laughs> top to bottom. You're telling me a guy making that kind of money, he scores eight points, and that's supposed to be enough? Uh, not, no way. No shape, form, or fashion, man. All right. Thank you for co-hosting tonight, Scott. We appreciate the call. <laughs> Kevin Love's dad just called in. It's crazy. Goodness. My gosh. Look, man, it's like I, the whole call started off with him taking offense. Like we didn't to do saying that Kevin Love is injury prone. <laughs> like if if you have a problem with anybody saying Kevin Love is injury prone, you call in and you make an argument to state that he isn't injury prone. You don't call in making an argument like he's a really good player. Nobody <laughs> said he was a bad player. That's ridiculous. Oh, it's a man. horrible argument. Look, Kevin Love has only played 81 games one time in his entire career. Right? One time. 60, 73, 55, 18, 77, 75, 77, 60, 59. That's, I'm, I, didn't, I didn't say he wasn't good. Right. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Chris Paul. Chris Paul is magnificent, but he's injury prone. If you just look at what he's done in the playoffs, he's gotten injured in some key moments. 2015, he had the hamstring issue, gutted it out against the Spurs in Game 7, and was magnificent, but he missed the first two games of the next series, and they eventually lost to the Rockets when he was a member with the Clippers. 2016, he broke his right hand. 2018, now he's out with the hamstring. 
He is a fantastic player, but you can't sit here and say he isn't injury prone. Right. But if <laughs> but if I were to say he's injury prone and someone's a Chris Paul fan, call in and make an argument that you see it differently. And compared to Grant Hill, he's not as injury prone as someone makes him out to be. That would be the argument to make, right? Yes. You don't call in and say, no, guys, he's good. He's really good. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, we know. We didn't say he wasn't going to be, right? So, like, yeah. I, like I was telling him, in in uh, Kevin Love's third year, he shot maybe almost three threes a game, right? It started off he didn't shoot any, then almost won a game, almost three a game, and then he goes from five to six to – like, he just – after his third year, his fourth year, he became a stretch five. And it just – how are you saving your career at that point? Right? So I, I just – I don't know what his argument was or why he was so mad at us. He was very angry at us. <laughs> it was – Jeez. He started off on fire. He's like, all right, guys, First of all, so let I me tell you this. Points. I'm going to just destroy <laughs> the points that you've been making. Okay, all right. All right, coming up next to the Geico Studios, an NFL quarterback that's trying to talk himself into a bad situation. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We're going to have to circle back to this rap beef, uh, rap beef Ephraim, with uh, Pusha T and Drake. Mm-hmm. We had, uh, I was just beefing with Papa Bear, where he's had, I said, it's just such a tired criticism to say that Drake doesn't write his own stuff. How many times have you heard that? That's nothing new. That's nothing original. Okay. And so we got into this argument where uh, you've got Papa Bear who's completely against any ghost writing mm-hmm. whatsoever. And I say, look, man, if it's a good line here or there, who cares? Right. Who cares? Like, do you get on actors if they don't write their own dialogue in a movie? It's like comedians as well. Okay. Right. Exactly. Stop it. Okay. First off, you're a verbal vegetarian. You don't want any beef. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, okay, oh um, ha- um, like a, a line here and there, that's fine. But a whole Amazing. song? I'm not saying Drake isn't talented he is but he doesn't write his own stuff so i'm not really feeling it i'm not gonna say so what? what you're rapping about if you're not even writing your own stuff if you if if before you proposed to your fiance you had this beautiful love poem but you didn't write it i guarantee you should be like what these aren't even your words you yeah. know what i don't get though mic drop a lot of the best artists in the like you think justin bieber's writing his own stuff no there's a team exactly of writing, like Rihanna, yeah, yeah. nobody, Apples nobody. And oranges. We don't take Do you them think seriously? that Kevin Hart, the great comedian, came up with every single bit that he does in no. a, com- a comedian routine? There's no way. No. no. Guys always punch up. Talking stuff. about comedy and music, something you're about to really We're just feel. talking about creativity. That's what we're and talking entertainment. about. Entertainment. Okay. expression. All right. Well, I'm saying what Drake does is entertaining. But I know it's not totally real because he didn't write it. It's all I'm saying. He's a talented guy, but hey, man, Pac wrote his stuff, man. When Pac was coming at you, you know. You knew he wrote that. <laughs> Machiavelli. Man. Oh, man. You, got, <laughs> you sound like Scott, our last caller. He's got that Bruce Arians hat on, so he's getting all fired yeah, up in does. the studio. Yeah, I heard Kangol. he's rocking the, the Kangol. Yeah. Was, I love the Kangol hat. He was slinging hat. newspapers earlier. Uh, by the way, Ephraim, I saw this story with Dak Prescott, Cowboys quarterback. Mm-hmm. 
A quote caught my eye. He says, quote, I don't know if any team in the league necessarily needs a number one receiver. It's about getting the ball out, spreading the ball around, keeping the defense on its toes, end quote. And I immediately thought, this happens in life all the time, where you just try to make the best of a bad situation and convince your stu- yourself <laughs> that things are okay. Yeah. If you don't get a job promotion, well, maybe it's better that way. Maybe I'm better off. Something or else is A relationship along, doesn't right. work. Maybe I'm better off. You know, I think I am better. That's what Dak Prescott is doing. It's not a great thing not to have a number one receiver. But when you look at it, you look at the team that's been ultimately successful without a number one receiver, and you look at someone like uh, Papa Bear's favorite team, the New England Patriots, right? Sure. If you have the ability to spread the ball around, then you can do that. You, I would take a dynamic quarterback over a number one receiver any day. And we, as we're seeing, the shift in the league is happening. Right. Absolutely. And early on, you know, the Jerry Rices and the uh, um, the uh, playmaker and and all of these mm-hmm. all of these teams, you had to have a number one receiver. That was part of it. Right. Keyshawn Johnson, throw me the damn ball. It was all part of how the how the league was going. You needed a running back and a number one receiver and then you can make it happen. Right. So now with the different play styles that are that are, are, are going on, the different offenses that are, are being injected into the uh, old-timey NFL, there is more options to spread the ball around. When you have eight – Drew Brees has made a living out of spreading the ball to eight, nine different uh, receivers. Uh, He's never had a Pro Bowl wide receiver never. while he's been there in New Orleans. So, but Michael Thomas is a beast. Michael Thomas is a very yeah, good receiver. He is. So – you really you not you don't necessarily need one. It can help you. Like if you're right. a young quarterback, it can definitely help you. It's a security blanket, and I think that's what Des Bryant was to Romo. If anything else, he knew he can throw up throw up the ball, uh, a fifty fifty ball, and Des Bryant was going to come down with it. That's what made them a great duo. So once you don't have that relationship with that receiver as a quarterback, then yeah, of course you're just like yeah, I just throw it to the other guys. Well, he said this, Dak Prescott had this to say when the Cowboys released Des Bryant. He said, he's a great player. He did a lot of great things for us. He was a guy, man-to-man, you go to at this point. We've got to figure that out with the guys we've got. I'm sure we'll go after guys in the draft and free agency. All I can do is continue to get better at my job. Des is going to be hard to replace. He's a talented guy. He will be missed. And then all of a sudden, he's just like, you know, I don't know if we need a number one receiver. I think he's going to be okay. It's it's not a death sentence if you don't have a true number one receiver, but the Steelers, you take Antonio Brown off of that offense, that's a much different offense with just how defenses game plan and scheme to not only slow him down, but everybody else down. You're right. And, you know, offenses are based off and built around their personnel, period. If you don't have a number one receiver, you spread the ball around. If you do, yeah. then you you target him because he's better than what uh, the defense has to offer. That's the bottom yeah. line. But do you need one? No, you don't. It'd be nice. It's a yeah, nice little be, luxury. It, it is yeah. a nice security blanket. All right, coming up next, it's a theory about fatigue that is absolutely dreadful. Oh, what's going on? About ready for tip-off game six. Warriors backs against the wall, Ephraim. But before we get to that, it's weird. I just... A little quick Google search right here. Mm-hmm. You tell me if this is off base or not. I just uh, I googled Tupac, 
And the first thing that came up was Dear Mama Ghost Written. And I was just, I was taken aback. I was like, what is happening here? What do you make of that? Who wrote it? Um, it says uh, John Smith, ghost writer. What do you think about that? You think it's a hoax? I mean, I have I've never heard anything about that. So, what do you think of this development, Papa Bear? Huh? A lot of Tupac's rappers, a lot of rappers, ghost written. A lot of rappers will sometimes have help with the hook. I mean, even if you have like help with one simple line, you can get a writing credit on a song. And also, you know, you're bashing a guy who's, uh, quote unquote, allegedly dead right now. So that's you know really messed up. Well, okay, so this is uh-huh. the line. Uh-huh. This is the line. Yeah, this is I'm gonna the pray no for your soul. Zone. I'm gonna pray for your soul. Okay. <laughs> when Tupac returns, he's coming for you because you're a verbal vegetarian. Machiavelli. Come with I love how me. Papa Bear yelled that Hail in the first Mary. hour. That was good. Quick that was good see. stuff right there. Uh, no, that was just uh, that was me just joking around trying to get a rise out of Papa Bear, and he took it to a level that was, I mean, goodness, <laughs> he's praying for my soul and everything. <laughs> Hail Mary! Well, nobody talk about Tupac. Yeah, he's a musical genius, <laughs> right? Um, so there's a theory that's been thrown out there quite a bit about the Warriors, and it seems to make sense in passing until you stop and think about it, Ephraim. I hear all the time, well, the Warriors are tired because they were in the finals the last three years. And if you really stop and think about that, do you think that the Warriors showed all this fatigue earlier in the playoffs? Did they look fatigued against the Spurs, against the Pelicans? They just look at this tired team that was, oh gosh, just laboring to the finish line. Or was it more so showing up against the Rockets? And also think about this. It's not a coincidence that Chris Paul blew a tire in the final seconds of Game 5. It wasn't the first quarter in Game 1. This has been a dogfight series. And these players, the main guys, are expending a lot of energy. And that accumulates. This has way more to do with this current series and the Warriors being fatigued than being in the finals the last three years. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so they, the Warriors... They push the pace, right? So they're going to make you go. And you got to realize that Mike D'Antoni has a short bench. He doesn't play a lot of people. They go about seven deep. That's about it. So when you're out there playing against one of the top teams uh, in the league and you're constantly going, 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 yeah, it'll wear on you. It'll wear on you. I mean, it's 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 wearing on both teams. You see both teams who are excellent shooters of the ball – Especially uh, the three-point ball, they're 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 suffering, they're struggling. That's right because they have to play defense. That's right. right. So now you yeah. have these two teams who can't just rely on scoring; they have to stop the other team from scoring. That's and right. Look at James it, Harden. Yeah, it's taking its toll on them. It is. It really James, is. It's good basketball. Oh for eleven. Though. Yeah. Oh for eleven in game five from three-point range. And 0 for his last 20 from 3. Of course, that has a lot to do with the pace of this series and how frantic it is and how much he's working defensively. Right. It's not about like, oh, the Rockets are tired because of their playoff run last year. No, dude. It's because of this series. Think about the Warriors last year in the playoffs, Ephraim. 
They cruised. They yep. lost one game. They were undefeated heading into the finals. So, like, you really think they're tired because of last postseason? It's a <laughs> no. joke. It's all about the here and now. I agree with that. And people who say, oh, well, they're just tired. They're just running. Yeah, no, this is what they do, right? They play 82 regular season games, and then they play in the playoffs. This is their job. Saying someone is tired at their job because they do it well, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, and by the way, I thought what was funny was <laughs> uh, there's this stat because James Harden was 0 for 11 from 3 in Game 5, and it says it matched the record set by former's, former Knicks guard John Starks in Game <laughs> 7 loss against the Rockets in right. the 94 Finals. And I'm like, goodness, just when you thought life was miserable, as miserable as it could be for a Knicks fan. No, we got James Harden going 0 for to remind the Knicks fans of 94 and the pain and misery of that whole outcome. Right. That's hilarious in a very sad way. Uh, the Rockets trail early, 2 nothing. Yep. two minutes gone by. But this, both teams are so struggling. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy how this series has unfolded, Ephraim. It could not be offensively more off of what I anticipated heading in. Yeah, I agree. You got games under 100. They're Which in the 90s. Crazy. I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah, they're playing defense. They, The Houston Rockets realize that they can't outshoot Golden State and vice versa. Right? So the more effort you put on the defensive side of the ball, it takes that effort away from the offensive side of the ball. You start settling for long shots, not driving the basketball, that all plays in. These teams are really going at it. But this is what basketball, this is what NBA playoff basketball should be about. It should be about, you know, knockout blows. They're swinging. Mm-hmm. They're in a fight right now. Oh, yeah, no doubt. Eric Gordon hit his last two three-pointers, so the Rockets take a lead. How about Chris Paul in uniform? Hey, man. He's not in his, uh, his street clothes. Either that or wear a suit. Can't be He's that like, comfortable yeah, wear wearing warm-ups. a suit. Right. <laughs> um, James Harden yet to take a three-pointer. We are watching closely. Ephraim and I have a $1 bet along with a candy bar of our choice. Yep. Ephraim thinks that he will drain his first three-pointer. I say he won't. So there it he, is. Oh, here it here is. is. And it clangs. Oh. Breaking news. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, that wasn't even close. That was awful. Ephraim. It didn't even get over the rim. That's too... That's two candy bars. What is that? You said Snickers, right? Yeah, I'll two, go with the Snickers. Two Snickers. Yeah. Do you want one uh, uh, a Snickers and something else, or you just want two Snickers? You know what? I've always been fond of Mars bars. Mars bars it is. One Mars and one Snickers. Yeah, very underrated, those Mars bars. Love the the Mars bars. <sighs> yeah, but- I'm not a big almond guy. No? No. Nah. Nah. Wow. You don't like the Snickers with almonds? No, 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 but I like oh, the regular. Those are really though. good, too. That's really good. Really good. That's a great defense. Uh, Gavin is he's keeping track of all the turnovers for the Rockets tonight. Each turnover, he'll send me an instant message. Rockets two turnovers. Rockets three turnovers. (laughs) (laughs) I just not would have not guessed that the first two Rockets possessions would have been turnovers. Yeah. Really bad. Well, eight Rockets off to a good start. Thirteen to six. The Hobbit. They absolutely did. Eric Gordon the Hobbit with two uh two three pointers. Well, that's the equalizer. We always talk about it in college basketball. And for a team like the Rockets, who will jack up, what, like 42 three-pointers per game in the regular season? If they 
just get hot, whether they have Chris Paul or not. They've got a shot if they're just stroking it from three. Yeah, it's um, you know this this game is going to be one. So it'll go back and forth. Some one one team will have, you know, five, six, seven point lead, and it'll shift back to the other team. But the last five minutes of this game, when it's all on the line, when we saw it the last game, it it got intense. I'm talking about yeah. it was like all those free flowing three pointers that people were taking. Everything was much more calculated. Everything was, every possession was very important opposed to just coming down and letting something fly. And I like that. I, the game slows down as fast as the pace is between these two teams. The game slows down in that those last three minutes, and you see excellent basketball happening. A lot of yeah, switching yeah. on defense, all kinds of stuff. I I will be floored. If the Warriors don't win this game. I know it's a nice start by the Rockets, but I, I fully expect a game seven. I, I, but I'll tell you this, Ephraim, and not to get too far ahead of ourselves, if the Rockets somehow pulled the stunner of stunners, it really does show where where the Warriors are compared to the other teams next in line, you know, mm-hmm. when it comes to the, the hierarchy of the NBA. And it's not to say that everybody else in the league is on the same level as the Rockets, I wouldn't blow that out of proportion because that's a very, very good team. But it does show you that the gap that we thought heading into the playoffs is not as wide as we originally expected. It's Brian No any from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. We've got JoJo. He's over in Maine. He wants to check in. What's going on, JoJo? Not much. How y'all doing tonight? Uh, Great. Good. Um, Ephraim, I, I wanted to talk to, I heard you say that, uh, real quick before I jump on the subject, you said, uh, Grant Hill, which I partially agree is probably one of the greater, like if he wouldn't have been so accident prone, he would have been just so much more greater. Um, I think we forgot Anthony Hardaway too, though. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Cause that man right there was a bad man and, and it just, his injuries just totally demolished him. I, I hope he gets in. Is he, you think he's going to be a qual- uh, a candidate no, for the Hall of Fame one day? I, I don't think so. I don't think so either. He's probably going to be one of the only few that you would think that should have got there based off his potential. But um, I wanted to touch base. Um, Kevin uh, Kevin Love, I wouldn't call him so much fragile, more or less. I mean, you got to look at the lot. I mean, getting knocked out on most last game, that's not fragile. That's just bad luck. There's a lot of – he has a lot of bad luck with his injuries, but I agree with Jason you. Jason Tatum's playing. That's true. That's true. And, and But – but what he got, he got a little bit less of it. He got a little bit less of it though. If you look, he not only did he get the head of Jason Tatum, but he also got the shoulder and the jaw at but, the same but, time. But look at this: two games ago, LeBron James took a similar hit. Remember that? Went back to well, the LeBron, locker room. LeBron, though. I mean, See, he's like but a that's that, but that's the point. That's the point. Yeah. When I say he's fragile, I'm not demeaning him. I'm saying everyone is different. That same hit that Kevin Love took, LeBron took that hit. And it and didn't affect him in the though. same way because LeBron isn't as fragile as Kevin Love. That's what I'm talking yeah. about. I'm not trying to take anything away from Kevin Love or call him soft or anything like that. People are different. It happened in my sport all the time. One guy gets hit coming across the middle, gets right back up, throws the ball to the referee. The other guy gets hit, and he's knocked unconscious. That's just the, that's just how it is. And you know, back in Jordan days, they had they meant they were getting hit like that every game, and it wasn't even getting called technicals or nothing like that. So I do kind of get what you're saying. These players are, are all kind of playing a little bit more fragile compared to back in the day. So, but I'm hanging up and listening to the show, guys. 
Uh, thank you. You, no can't, problem. you can't take it that far, though. You, you can't put every player in the same category and, and just say pe- people are softer or fragile, more fragile now. And it's like, dude, again, LeBron James. Le- LeBron is bionic. He doesn't miss <laughs> games. I mean, really? Are you like? I know it was a more physical game back in the day. There's no doubt about that. But it's like those players from those days missed games also. It's not as if they were playing through torn ACLs and concussions and things like They're not doing that. You had many guys miss many games back in the day also. You had Steve DeSager just rattle off all those stats about Bill Walton, right? Yeah. And he was going to be a – he was a beast. Yeah. Yes, I, I don't know. I wouldn't go – now, Ephraim, you let me know. I've picked out this music – to to celebrate whenever James Harden makes a three-pointer. We don't know if it's going to be tonight. What do you think about this? little cool in the gang? Are you, okay. call, you all right with that? Okay. Huh? All right, we'll go with we'll that whenever James Harden. Yeah, he's 0 for his last 21 whenever he makes his, his first three of the evening to break the, the jinx that is right now. So we'll have that ready. Now we've got a, a commercial break here real quickly, but... We don't really expect James Harden to make a three during the commercial break. During well, the commercial if, if break he too. does, we have to come back into the game. <laughs> we have to come back into the show with the music. So okay, that'll let Fair people enough. know. Okay, that's the way we'll do it. All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, Papa Bear, our trusted technical producer, he might have new respect for an NFL player who is not a member of the Oakland Raiders. We'll have details for you next. It's Brian Nell, Any from Salam. Right here on Fox Sports Radio. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer was built to save you time and money by allowing you to compare multiple quote options all online. So head to Progressive.com today and see if you can save. It's Brian No and from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Is that James Harden, or is it DeMar DeRozan? Boom. Oh! (laughs) James Harden hits a three. The drought is over. Man, just as I was saying that, James Harden, his confidence, you can tell it's just not where it typically is. He is just driving to the rack over and over and over, looking for a mid-range game, just going straight to the rim. He is just not the same perimeter threat he typically is. His confidence just isn't where it normally is. It's not, and um, it might have a lot to do with the pressure that's on him now, not having CP3 in the game uh, are available. He knows that it's going to be him. It's it's it all rides on how he performs, and you get a little tight. You get a little tight. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's just drive, 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 mid-range game. and I mean, He hit a three. That was a nice little step-back three over Klay Thompson. The Rockets have a 27-19 lead as we get closer to the end of the first quarter, but a lot more offensive flow in this game. This is going to be in the hundreds, I would imagine, Ephraim. I think it's both teams are going to be in the hundreds when it's all said and done. But not having Chris Paul out there, maybe see a little bit of a more free-flowing game because he's very good defensively as well. Yeah, he is. Um, and they're going to miss him. They're going to miss him. But like I said, they're playing like 
they want to go home and rest till Thursday, you know, and, and, and be ready. How that would be a huge story. Huge if story. The Rockets won tonight without CP3. Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah, that would be a shocker. But An guess absolute what? Shocker. But guess what? Now we the pressure is on Golden State. And we saw two years ago, we saw what happens when the roles reverse and that pressure is mounting on them. Right? We, That's right. We, we, have. we saw what happened. LeBron James. And I'll and tell it, you what. Yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Um, our guy Gavin, I was just going to say, he actually has taken the Rockets plus 12 and a half for this particular game. Mm. So with the Rockets leading by eight points, Gavin's not feeling pressure right now. No, I'm with wishing- the spread, he's up. He's plus 20 and a half at this point right now. I'm wishing I had taken the money line. <laughs> plus no, 355. No, no, that's <laughs> no, no. What do you think the outcome of this game is going to be from? What do you think? I think Golden State a win by six points. Okay. I think they win by I think six the points. Warriors find a way to win by double digits. 112-106. I'm going to go, well, uh, I will go Warriors 115-105. to 105. Mm, Okay. Right. See how it unfolds. We'll see. Now I ran a, I ran across a story <laughs> that has Papa Bear written all over it. So you know our guy Papa Bear, technical producer. Extra- he absolutely, yes, he despises the movie The Last Jedi. Oh, don't start! <laughs> don't get me mad again. Stop it! <laughs> see, see what I'm saying here. But this is good. This is right up your wheelhouse, um, Papa Bear, Joey Bosa of the Los Angeles Chargers. This is before a golf event at Riviera. He was asked the question with Solo coming out, the new Star Wars movie, are you interested in seeing that? And he responds, quote, I am. I was pretty disappointed with the last film, The Last Jedi. So my interest in the rest of these movies is slowly dwindling because the last one was such a big letdown. But I'll definitely see it, end quote. So there's a follow-up question, Ephraim. What was the letdown for you? Here's where he lets loose. Joey Bosa says, quote, It was just not a good movie. Bad plot, didn't make sense, horrible jokes, just corny lines throughout the whole movie. It wasn't a Star Wars movie. They tried to make it more of a Marvel movie, if anything. Ryan Johnson, I don't know if that's how you spell it, pronounce it. Ryan Johnson just, stay away from Star Wars, please. Last (laughs) Jedi was terrible, end quote. That's Joey Bosa's ripping. Hot take. Somebody finally gets it. I think you just made a Charger fan out of Papa Bear. (laughs) Give me his jersey now. I will put it on now. Stephen Sager. I'm a Chargers fan. I got to say, from like all the analysis, that was great because I agree with a lot of that. Yeah. They tried that humor, the Marvel, where they you know kind of break the fourth wall and, and look at themselves, and it did not work in Star Wars. Great stuff, Joey. Guys, we talked about this at the time, is that the critics, when it came out, and the final critic score, and this is like totaling scores from all over the country, 91% yes 
on Last Jedi from critics, audience was under 50%. Yes, the people that actually paid to see the movie, not who was invited to see the movie because they weren't being Disney's bad graces, gave it a high score. And some people are set so nuts as Star Wars fans, they don't want the characters to be anything but what they were 40 years ago. Right. They ruined Luke Skywalker, they a guy did. that was they willing really to did. do whatever it took to save his father, even though his father was basically a madman killing millions of people hey spoiler alert oh come on but then he goes into his uh, nephew's like house or whatever late at night kind of creepy by the way and thinks oh my god i might have to kill him just by th- just because he thinks he might be evil okay really really i see what I, you started is, uh i yeah i mean i knew i was gonna rev him up with you this, revved but I, all right <laughs> Uh, yeah, he's redlining at this point, but I'm really I thought mad that he right would now. be more like salute Joey Bosa, salute. But I should have seen that it was salute, comma, long fill in the blank of why he hates the last jet. I should have seen that coming, Ephraim. I apologize. About it's all right, that. but you know, passion is passion, and I agree. It is. Um, I just I don't know what they were trying to do, but you don't continue the story. Like I like these Star Wars stories, right? I, I like the take on you know the pre star wars stuff but once you add on to the legacy like the last jedi you bring luke skywalker back uh-huh. princess leia you bring all these iconic characters back and you just ruin it and it's by the bar. you know and by the way what i just said about the last jedi are my words they're not ghost written <laughs> 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 um by the way ryan johnson that's how you say it um, Papa no, Bear? No, because it's, it's, uh, it's pronounced bad director. No, it's pronounced Hack Johnson. <laughs> wow. Okay, because it's R I A N. He doesn't go with the Y. Hit, he goes hit the I. music, James Harden. Hit the music. Yeah, that's that's eight, oh. eight for 12. The Rockets. Wow. Sorry, How about the Rockets? News. They are up by 16 right now, 36 yep. to 20, as the final seconds of the first quarter tick away. I, I give them all the credit in the world for not coming out just kind of, you know, lax. It's like, yeah, we got game seven at home. Maybe CP3 will be ready to go. They're just, they're bombing them. Like I said, this is an opportunity that they see that they can take advantage of. Why go back home? Why do that? No, let's get it done right now. And they've come out. They don't have anything to lose. They're playing free. <laughs> they are not tight. It. They're not supposed to win, so when you're un- when you're faced with that, yeah, those shots, you can shoot any shot you want. Golden State is the one who's one for seven from three point land, whose alligator arms are, are are out there not extending on the shots, not doing all the little things. They're the ones that's under the pressure. So if, if as the Rockets, they don't have any, they don't no worries whatsoever. You know who someone someone else who has no worries? That's Steve DeSager. Mm. Delivering award-winning updates. He just lets it flow. You can tell there's a calmness in his voice and his demeanor. I go back to the point of you wondering who this team is in white that we've been watching the last few games. Warriors? Dude. Stuck on, what is it, well, now 22 points for a first quarter? And only one three-pointer in the period? And they're at home, right? I mean, the crowd was going nuts at the beginning and all of that, right? And then up until a moment ago, they're down 16 in the first, facing elimination. They're completely pressing, Steve, where James Harden, he's hit a couple of threes tonight, but he still doesn't have his normal stroke from three-point range. And you just had Nick Young foul him, shooting a three. It's like, what are you doing at this? You just got to 
not press too much, but that's what you're seeing. You're hmm. seeing the Warriors really, really press. Nick Young in a big situation making a bonehead play. Didn't see that coming. I know. I know. James yeah. Harden, by the way, started one for five shooting with four turnovers in this game. And Chris Paul is out with a strained hamstring. And yet, it's currently a 15-point lead, 37-22 at Golden State with a second to go in the first quarter. The Warriors very much facing elimination tonight. The Rockets from three-point range, 8-4-20. As Brian brought up earlier, last couple of games, James Harden from beyond the arc had missed 20 straight three-point attempts. He has a couple here in the uh, first quarter, and I just am marveling at what's going on. Harden, by the way, at 14 points for the first quarter. In fact, make it 15 as he hits another free throw. So we're ending the first quarter at Golden State, 39-22, Rockets leading. And we won't say it yet, headed to the finals, but my goodness, this is amazing. Uh, As for the NHL, that starts Monday night, because I guess we won't have a Game 7 in this West series on Monday night. They would have been opposite each other. It's a little early for that, Steve. It is a little early early for that. I'm still expecting the real Golden State, even if that's one of those great third-quarter runs, I'm still expecting the real Golden State Warriors to show up at some point tonight. Sunday night, we do have a Game 7. East Final, Cleveland at Boston. Kevin Love of the Cavs out with a concussion. Celtics are 10-0 at home in this postseason. Three ball games on Fox TV right now, depending on your area of the country. The Angels now up 9-4 at the Yankees in the top of the six. Bad start for Sonny Gray. Mike Trout with his 17th home run of the season. Giants lead at the Cubs 4-3 in the top of the seventh. Indians up 3-2 over Houston. That's bottom of the fourth. They had a rain delay earlier. And guys, last ad on the Injured NBA players, would have had a better career, would have loved to have seen it. I looked up Grant Hill and Penny Hardaway. They each had four or five seasons where they missed most or all of the games. So, yes, they could have done a lot more. And they each had six great years to start out with the team that drafted them. And Penny Hardaway with Orlando those first six years, 19.6 assists average. Grant Hill with Detroit those first six years. 21 points, 8 rebounds, and 6 assists average. Man, uh, that would have been good to see, boy. It would have been. Can you imagine some of those guys, if they had been blessed with the health that LeBron has has been blessed with, what their careers would have been like? There's only – there's no way to tell for sure. No, it's not. And just imagine how we feel about it. Just imagine how they feel. Oh, gosh. Can you imagine – Having that type of talent, Oof. we mentioned Derrick Rose with being an MVP, and he just looked different than everybody else. The way he attacked the rim and the explosion and just the quickness, and that was robbed due to all those injuries. If he never experienced that, to your point, Ephraim, how would you like that if you saw yourself excel to an MVP level, and then the next thing you know, it's your knife's being cut open time and time again? How you'd feel on the sideline just watching games. Ah, that's just misery right there. It is, and it's nothing you can do to combat that because that's that's how it goes. Some guys can play their whole career and not get hurt, and some guys, you know, it it's becomes freakish. You know, look at Kyrie Irving. Mm-hmm. Remember, he played about nine games in college because he was hurt. His wrist, remember that's that? Right. Oh yeah. So yeah, he didn't play very much at all at Duke. This is this is this is what happens year after year. It becomes part of who you are as a player and part of your legacy is he was a great player, but he couldn't stay healthy. Yeah, and that's what you're seeing from Steph Curry. You're seeing that from Steph. Yep. He's been nicked up quite a bit. 
And I wonder the next phase of that, and I hope we don't see it, but I start wondering, these injuries start accumulating. And it's not just, well, he missed three or four weeks this season. He missed six weeks this other year. It's Now it's becoming way more where it's not just missing games. It's He's not the same player due to injury now. So I, I hope we don't get to phase two when it comes to that. But you've seen it with countless other players who were very, very young and would have been much better. But it was just due to that accumulation of those injuries that you didn't see it. Yeah, and, you know, once you start having microfractures and your Achilles. Oh, like, gosh. Like, yeah. who, who's Boogie Cousins going to be coming back from that yeah. Achilles, right? Yeah. Him being that big, that heavy. You know, it's different from a guard than a, than a big man. It, it's a difference, you know. So, we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. It's Brian No, Annie from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com. Or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Clay Thompson hits his first three-pointer of the second quarter. And uh, the Warriors start to cut into that lead. Still down by 14 points at home in the opening minute of game two. And as you just look at what's been transpiring so far, Ephraim, Kevin Durant, one for six from the field. And I threw this out last night. I was filling in. And I was thinking, what's the number one reason why Steph Curry and Kevin Durant haven't been criticized to the max? You know, if you think about LeBron James having the same exact series that Steph and KD have had against the Rockets, he would be lambasted with criticism. Of course. What do you think the main reason is that those guys escape it? They have each other on the team. You have two... um, MVPs on the team. So if one is having a bad game, uh, the other one is usually picking up the slack, and then vice versa. If KD comes out and has 39 and Steph has 22, it's like, oh, okay, well, because KD had 39. That's mm-hmm. how it goes. With LeBron James, it, there is no other person. Right. It's it's no one to – if you're having a bad game, it's no one to fall, but he can't afford to have a bad game. James Harden with the steal just took it right out of um, – Draymond Green's hand for the dunk. Mm-hmm. James Harden playing defense. The craziest thing I've seen. Bizarro I, world. I, I am not a betting man. But, <laughs> oh, you liar. The Warriors are still favored right now if you hit the live bets. And they that's the way you should bet favorites. it. Maybe. There's 10 and a half minutes in the second quarter. A 14-point lead is nothing. nothing. That's nothing. That I mean, that's literally nothing in the NBA. Right. Because Especially for a team missing a, a Hall of Famer in the making in Chris Paul. Right. Like, so you're talking a couple of possessions. This is like a five-point game. Now it's you know? 12. And yeah. it can, well, you know. yeah, exactly. And, and how quick the Warriors play, exactly. They can come back quicker than you think. Look at you, just hoping your bet hits. He's and really holding oh, to it. Well, no, you got, you got to take all of it in. Okay, my Angels are, are beating up on the Yankees in Yankee Stadium. So I got that going on. Mm-hmm. Trout four for four. We got the Rockets surprising everyone in Game Six without Chris Paul, and uh, and we got Dumb and Dumber on t- TV four. So it's <laughs> <laughs> <that's> all great. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Is that one of your favorites as far oh. as the comedy from Dumb and Dumber? That's a classic. Yeah. That's a classic. Oh, dude, my it's... favorite comedy of all time. My favorite movie of all time is Trading Places. 
you know, that's that, that's it. That's I can that's watch that every day, all day. Oh yeah, Gavin, Absolutely. you sounded like you're a big Dumb and Dumber fan. Well, and actually, Trading Places, I saw that definitely before I saw Dumb and Dumber. Wasn't allowed to see it as a kid, but I saw it anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Oh, she stuck yeah. out and saw it. Um, I think Ephraim, real quick. I think the number one reason why Steph and KD have escaped like real harsh criticism. It's not to say they don't get criticized at all, but we're talking harsh, call you out, lambasting type criticism. Mm-hmm. I think that deep down, because they have four all stars, people think that they're probably going to win the series, especially with Chris Paul being out. I think that there's this this tendency not to get too loud with criticism because. The next thing you know, they could be winning a couple of games right. by double-digit points, <laughs> and all that loud criticism looks pretty silly. Yeah, you look like a, a, a moron. You're just like, oh, yeah. it's over for me. They need to do this. They need to do that. And then it's just like, oh, they won. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Call I off think the fire department. If they lose this game or they lost the next game and Steph or KD don't play well, they're going to get roasted oh. for it. Goodness, it's going to be... Because there is no next game. The season no. is finally over at that point. It's going to you know? be unmerciful. Who yeah. knew Andre Iguodala was the, 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 the key? Right. Debonair on the, on the bench right now. We need another sound effect for the James Harden misses from three-point range. Boing, boing, boing. Right. right. <laughs> it is a court... Oh, that was, uh, that's not going to work. It is a courthouse <laughs> tournament fundraiser. Cut the crap. I hit the wrong button. I meant for it to be this. But, I mean, maybe we just do the cornhole announcement. What do you think, That's Ephraim? funny. <laughs> I don't know. Either way, we uh, can go with that. The James Harden misses. All right, 877-99 on Fox. That's our phone number. You can also tweet us at Ephraim Salam, at The No Show, N-O-E Show. We're always available for you. Uh, coming up next, just because disrespect isn't intended doesn't mean it'll be taken that way. Hang with us. No and Salam live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and E from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. So a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com and in 15 minutes you could save 15% or more on car insurance. We have to get into me and the lovely Christina checking out the movie Black Panther a little bit later in the show, E from. Oh, okay. You told me you already yeah. saw it. You're a liar. Yeah, we saw it this last That's week. That's what he's talking about. Slow down, right. Papa Bear. Sheesh. <laughs> Goodness. We got to switch Papa Bear to I, decaf. I turn his some mic point. off. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, yeah, in the final hour, I'll, I'll have some thoughts on that movie. Good movie. Good movie. How much did you like that, Ephraim? I loved it. You loved it? Yes. Okay. I have some thoughts on it. I had a good time going. It was good. Racist. But I'll, uh, wow. I'll elaborate a little bit more when it comes to that. But at least, at least Papa Bear can stop playing that drop for me not seeing the movie. Racist. Now, depending on my breakdown of it, he might dust off the same drop going forward. Racist. Papa Bear. Goodness, he's got issues. <laughs> All right, that's not the smoothest segue to this topic, but we need to talk about it, Ephraim, with the policy that passed in the NFL about yeah. the National Anthem. Yeah, I've been on and, CNN all week. Yeah. 
Lots of thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. So some players have obviously been chiming in. Here's Drew Brees, a guest on the Dan Patrick Show, what he had to say. I think that the flag and the national anthem deserves our respect for all those who have come before us, who have fought so hard, who have died and sacrificed in order for us to have the freedoms that we have in this country. Okay. So that's Drew Brees' outlook. Mm -hmm. This is Bears linebacker Sam Acho and what he had to say. No one's purpose was to disrespect the flag. Uh, Everyone's purpose, starting with Colin Kaepernick, was to protest police brutality against people of color. So just because a ruling has been made, doesn't I don't think that changes anything for, for me as a player or for any other players around the NFL. I agree with that, Ephraim. I agree that I don't believe the intent was to disrespect the flag or the military or anything like that. It never was. It never was. But I came up with an example I want to run by you, okay? And you tell me if you... You think this is valid or not, all right? I thought of, and I mentioned this last night, but it was in the overnight hours. So if you weren't, you know, up in the middle of the night, you didn't hear it. I wanted to run this by you, Ephraim, see what you thought of it. I wanted to make a comparison between the anthem and a moment of silence because I think they're similar. Okay. Where the thought is, all right, this is a time to show some respect and that sort of thing. If there was a moment of silence honoring a great athlete, there have been a moment of silence for Muhammad Ali and other great athletes. During that time when you're not supposed to say anything, if I yelled something out and said, fund cancer research, let's end cancer, someone might find that to be disrespectful. If I said, no, 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 I don't mean any disrespect whatsoever. I don't. It was never about being disrespectful. I'm just trying to bring light to a dreaded disease that has killed thousands of people. I want it to end. So I don't mean any disrespect. That doesn't mean because I don't intend to be disrespectful that it's going to be taken that way. Does that make sense as it pertains to the anthem thing to you? I, I, yeah, what you said makes sense, and I understand. Um but would we castrate that person who yelled that out? Right? He wasn't being derogatory. Right? He wasn't being derogatory or or anything like that. He just chose that moment to bring awareness to another issue. And and I get what you're saying. The problem I have with this the whole anthem debate and the and the NFL mm-hmm. is number one. When did kneeling during the national anthem become unpatriotic? When, when well, it's when did when did that happen? Because I've heard both sides. I've heard from um, ex-military or current military people who say, you know, you got to remember um, Clint Boyer, who was uh, played in the NFL and who also was uh, a, a of a, a Green Beret was right. the one who came to Colin Kaepernick when Colin Kaepernick was sitting down during the national anthem and told him, hey, sitting down is a form of disrespect during the national anthem, but taking a knee is not a form of disrespect. I understand. I under, right. But but you can say that about anybody. You can say that about a four-star general. You can say that about the guy who works at 70. So this is... Right, exactly. But right. This, is, this is coming from someone who was in the military 
who knows the flat code. And he said, taking a knee is not a form of disrespect to the anthem. That's just fine. Because, it's his personal opinion. Be, but, it doesn't turn it into a fact. Right. So is it a fact that it is a form of disrespect? Where it's is a, that it's fact? A, it's an opinion. It's an right. opinion. It's case so, by case. So when yeah. we're arguing back and forth about if it's disrespectful or not, there's no no one's going to win that. No one's going to win that because it's not a fact on either side. So when you argue, when you argue things that aren't facts, there's no way of proving anything. So in essence, we're talking about the wrong thing. We're not even talking about the thing we need to be talking about. And that's why the initial protest began. We're talking about an issue that will never be solved because you can't appease both people because they're both based on opinion. Okay. I'll have something to add to this uh, along with your thoughts as well, Ephraim. And coming up next, would a potential upset upstage one of the biggest upsets of all time? Warriors in a dogfight right now. We've got about two minutes to go in the second quarter. And the Warriors are still down by nine points. Been an interesting game, man. It's they're a, having it's a hard a, time. It's a yeah. They're fighting. It's like it's what you expected defensively is role reversal. Really, because the Warriors have had such great defense for so long. And you've got the Rockets with 58 points and two minutes to go in the second quarter without Chris Paul. And you look at the the Rockets and what they've been able to do defensively. It's not as if Mike D'Antoni and James Harden had these glowing resumes when it comes to defensive prowess before this series, right? And they are locking down the Warriors. Warriors just having a terrible shooting night. Steph Curry just shot a shot. It wasn't even the three. I don't even know what he was. I think he was looking at his wife in the stands. I don't know what was going on. It's amazing that pressure. I man. think back to the the last time they played in pressure in Golden State, the game four where Clay Thompson had the last second shot, just that fade away, bad look, didn't even draw iron. It, it's the Rockets have made offense miserable for the Warriors. I didn't see that happening at all. Not even close coming in. Hey man, Tucker, <laughs> PJ Tucker, come to play. Yeah, and the Rockets are 11 for 20 from three-point territory. Warriors are 4 for 18. 12-point game, one minute to go. Gavin's feeling great about plus 12 and a half for the Rockets at this point. <laughs> hey, as long as Eric Gordon stays healthy, I can't believe I'm saying that, but wow. Six of seven, four for four for, for, from three. We're just in bizarro world at this point. We right? are. We are, but I mean, again, yeah. Hey, look, man, you got to go get it. Nobody's going to roll over, especially in in a, in a conference final. No one's going to roll over and, and say, "Oh, well, they're the champs and they have all the talent. We're going to let them go through." No, right. it's not going to happen. We've seen it. Yeah. Uh, the same thing in in in, uh, in the East with Boston. It, I, I, let me say one thing. Breaking news. <laughs> Is there anybody who makes oh. a a missed? three-pointer look better than James Harden. That is the ugliest thing I've ever seen in my life. He he does that step back and keeps that arm in the air. Okay. No, no. (laughs) Oh, my Lord. No. It's not about holding the shot up or the form. It's where the ball ends up. No, I know. I'm saying he (laughs) makes you believe until it just clanks off the iron. Oh, man. I don't know if he drew rim that time, Ephraim. 
That was straight backboard. He even missed. It's amazing where James Harden is not playing even close to an MVP level, and the Rockets are ahead by ten without Chris Paul. He even I think the Warriors are the just air. inside their head at this point. Yeah, <laughs> Trevor Reza with fourteen, Eric Gordon sixteen. That's where that's where the help is coming from. He doesn't have to do it himself. And think about this: Capella hasn't even scored. Ten rebounds, well, no points. Yeah. They can survive just fine without him. Yeah, but when he when he begins to score, right? So say second half on those drives, now they're throwing that lob up to him. Although Golden State has done a much better job of staying with Capella until the last moment, and then attacking the ball when it goes in the air. But this is uh, you know, up by ten at halftime. They got to be feeling good right now. Let's see if they can keep it up. Adjustments yeah, will Harden. be made. 22 points. He's 8 for 9 from the free throw line, which I think is very underrated, Ephraim, because James Harden is just, he's not shooting the ball well. That's obvious. He just, as Papa Bear just said, he missed the air on that last three-point shot. (laughs) (laughs) But he's gotten to the free throw line for nine attempts, and that speaks to the Warriors are, they're on edge, and they're pressing like crazy. If I was Mike D'Antoni, I would preach, if we don't have an open look, pump fake, please. Because they are just biting on these pump fakes. Because they are so eager and they're pressing so much that any hint of a shot, they're up in the air and they're trying to block it and they're trying to win this game. They're trying to cut into the deficit. I would use that to your advantage if you're the Rockets. I agree. I agree. They're, they're they're scrambling right now. They're looking for answers. They're looking for someone to save them. They're looking at KD like, okay, get hot. They're looking at uh, uh, Steph, get hot. We need you. Clay Thompson, we need you to get hot. And it, they're just not clicking. You look mm-hmm. at Draymond Green, two points, you know. Mm. It's just. They're know, tight. They're, they're, they're really tight. tight. They're yeah. really tight. Three for 11 for Kevin Durant. Exactly. That's right where I was going. Great minds think alike, big man. And by the way, look at this also. Kevin Durant is the only Warriors player to attempt a free throw. KD is 7 for 10. Nobody else has even attempted a free throw. Because no one's driving. You're right. And it's a lot of ISO. Yeah. A lot of ISO stuff. They're just sitting out there and they're settling. And you you can't force the pace just shooting threes. Right? Like you if you need to go in and be aggressive. Number one, it slows down the uh, the opposite team offensively because you're going to the free throw line when you when you're driving in and you get into contact. So it uh, it doesn't allow them to get out. When you shoot threes and you have and you miss in the long rebound, they're out in the break. They're in their transition and nobody in the league has better transition offense than Houston this year. So you're playing right into their hands. You're taking these long shots and not getting the rebound. Then you're playing right into the hands of the Houston Rockets. It's just that it's just that simple. It's not rocket science. No pun intended. I like that rocket science right there. Yeah. It's Brian Noe and Ephraim Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. Now, 
this is incredibly dangerous to do because we can be prisoners of the moment, Ephraim. If the Rockets waltz in and take down the Warriors in Game 6 without Chris Paul to knock them out in this series, would you put this upset above the Giants beating the Patriots who were undefeated at the time in Super Bowl Forty Two. Yes. Would you really? Yeah. What about the Cavaliers coming back from 3-1? No. Mm. That was amazing. I know it's multiple games. but that was, that was amazing, though. And the reason I say yes is because the Super Bowl is one game. Anything can happen. Right? Anything can happen. In the, in in the Super Bowl, like one game, one guy, could, one team could be on, one team could be off, but there's no coming back. There's no repeat. In this series, if the Rockets beat beat them, this game and it's over. That's tremendous because they impose their will on them for four games, and that's tough to do against Golden State. Yeah, I think that's a really good question by Gavin. Because you start thinking about that with the Warriors losing to the Cavs in the finals. That was now, crazy. That, that, that was unbelievable. But you compare it this way. Rockets down Chris Paul. And the Cavs benefited from Draymond Green missing game five. I, I know that the, the difference would be the Cavs were down 3-1. And you hadn't seen a comeback with that deficit right in the finals. And there was no Durant. You skipped over that part. Well, I mean, we know what happened in 2016, Gavin. <laughs> they won 73 games, but yeah, that was pre-Durant. Sure. Is there anything else you want to mention? Like, uh, who else was on the roster that needs mentioning? Anybody else? I don't know. Was Harrison was it, Barnes? It was pre-Quinn <laughs> pre Cook, so we got to make yeah. that distinction as Jordan well. Jordan Bell. Jordan <laughs> Bell. <was not> there. <laughs> so we got all of our ducks in a row, and Gavin's appeased here. I mean, you start going down that road, Ephraim, and you can make a compelling case that this would be a bigger stunner. The Rockets pulling the upset in six games than the Cavs coming back from a 3-1 deficit to win the finals. No, I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so because, number one, they had the greatest player on the planet, right? So mm-hmm. it's kind of it's like, okay, well, oh, we, we get it, and that's never happened. That, that's never happened, right? So you have a super team against one guy pretty much, and you have the advantage. You need one more game. And when you see this, the Rockets were built for, even though CP3 is not out there, everyone on this team, they were they were put together to beat Golden State, to compete with them and beat them. That's why everybody on the court except for Clint Capella shoots threes. Every single player, they did that by design because they know they're going to drive and kick the ball. Everyone has the green light to shoot, and that is the only way they feel they have an opportunity against the hot shooting of Golden State. And well, I hear off. you, but you, you got to go back to before. You got to go to the before and what we were saying in the thick of it when the – when the Cavs were down 3-1, we're like, that's a wrap. <laughs> that is, is over, done. And, and even going into this series, Rockets and Warriors, I mean, when the Warriors won game one 
Who was saying, oh, the Rockets, they're, they're going to come back. They're going to win four of the next five. That's what will happen we if they win the game tonight. I know, I yeah, know yeah, right? right. This, this is shocking. And not just that they're in a position to win without Chris Paul. They're locking the Warriors down. Like, I know the Warriors have 51 points in the first half, which isn't the worst thing ever. It's not like they held them to 31 points in one half. We're talking about the Warriors here. And when you hold them under 100 points the last two games and completely shut them down, it's not just that they're winning, it's how they're winning. And the way they've won, I'm just like, I didn't see this coming in a million years, them locking them down defensively. No, not at all. That was not even on my radar. Although they yeah. this year they have been better defensively, I didn't see this type of defensive effort and prowess. Yeah. Did you have something, Papa Bear? Now, seriously here, now I know I've been joking around a lot tonight, but uh, if the Warriors lose this series, can we finally say what I've always said, that Steve Kerr is overrated? I mean, yeah, that's not a, a, a that's not a difficult statement to, I mean, to agree with. I mean, he I had, could coach that team to about 50 wins. Well, Luke Walton coached him to what, <laughs> 26 and 1, right? So... All you got to do is really roll out a basketball, right? I mean, he's no Brad Stevens. <laughs> oh, boy. Here we go. It's, couldn't call a timeout because of his back. I love it. Oh, come on. <laughs> Just really? say it. Hey, he couldn't. Wow. Couldn't. That's a cheap show. Good Lord, Gavin. Could, it's it's normally Papa Bear. Brad Stevens called... gets that timeout in because wow. his back is okay. Wow. Just cheap oh. shots galore. Just Man, cheap shot city. That's such a backbreaker. Oh. Stop a, it. What a heel turn on this show. Yeah. <laughs> All right, coming up next from the Geico Studios, I got some thoughts about your boy B. Stevens, Ephraim. And also this this thing about the anthem and no disrespect intended. We want to circle back to that before we get on out of here in the next 45 minutes. So that's on deck. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian, though, and from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Well, that's new bumper music by, by Papa Bear. That's, that's weird. It's normally like the same uh, Black Panther beat every year, every week. It's Racist. <laughs> It's assisted by Ephraim Salam on the, like the beatboxing huh? right there. That's yeah, buddy. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. It's not oh, thank bad. You. I try. By the way, the the Warriors were still uh, three point favorites to win the game at the half. at halftime. <laughs> yeah, at halftime, down by ten, they're still three point favorites. Well, that's quick five point. Now they're down by five. Yep. So I that's guess right. maybe they were onto something. I still don't see the Warriors losing this game. Do you? No, I don't. Yeah. I don't see, you see the losing Warriors game losing the series? No. Yeah, you don't? Yeah, I don't either. I don't either. All right, uh, we need to circle back to a, a discussion we were having about the Anthem stuff. And I, I just wanted to make one point. It's crazy because there are literally dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens of things to discuss when it comes to the Anthem thing. As a whole, right? Mm-hmm. The the one thing I wanted to 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 touch on 
was that it always keeps coming up where, well, they don't mean, no one means any disrespect toward the flag, the military, anything like that. No, no disrespect meant. And my simple point is this. Just because you don't mean disrespect doesn't mean it won't be taken that way. Right. Like, I could, I could say this to you, Ephraim. I could say, no disrespect, but fill in the blank. And I might genuinely not mean any disrespect whatsoever. But just because I preface it with no disrespect, but you might take offense to whatever I say. You might take offense to something I said about your kids or your wife or a friend of yours or a sibling or whatever. Yeah, like if and like, I might hey, not no, have made any disrespect, but no you might take it that way. But your wife is getting big. Like, right, like, right. But that's disrespectful, though. So you can, just because you put disrespect, it just it ain't no disrespect, but you are not attractive. Like, you can't just sure. throw no disrespect in front of, uh, you know, saying something or doing something terrible. Right. That's the that's the only thing that I wanted to bring up because that's what the common response is, is we don't mean any disrespect, the players that protest during the anthem. And it's like, that's fine. And I believe them. I truly do. They're just trying to bring attention to their cause, which is the better treatment of black people in this country, which I fully support. But because you just preface it with, I don't mean any disrespect, it doesn't mean people are going to be like, oh, well, okay, cool then. I guess I won't take any disrespect with your actions. It's You don't get to tell people how to feel about something, even if you don't mean to be disrespectful in any way, shape, or form. Right. Just like you can't, those same people can't tell you what you're doing is disrespectful if you don't feel it is. So that's why I'm saying, like, the argument became right. completely off kilter. Right. Right? We're, right. we're not even talking about... And the NFL with the rule just made it worse. The NFL made it worse. And the problem is, until we strip away what no side will win in terms of arguing, is it disrespectful or is it respectful, that's not even the issue. The issue is bringing awareness to something that's happening every day, every minute in our communities. That's right, but... If we if we don't come to some sort of understanding with the side issue, which to your point, Ephraim, is not the primary issue, then the primary issue doesn't get the attention right. that it deserves. Right. So let me ask you a that, question. That's the whole thing. Right. Okay. I get it. So let's talk Muhammad Ali. Okay. He was a heavyweight champion of the world. He got drafted into Vietnam. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not going to Vietnam. I don't have a problem with the Vietnamese people. They didn't do anything to me. Mm-hmm. Right? Um so I I got to go to jail because I'm not going to Vietnam. People thought that was disrespectful of him, right? Mm-hmm. That was unpatriotic, correct? Some did, yes. Right, some did. Whether it was or not, comes to find out that none of us should have been in Vietnam. Everyone was lied to about Vietnam, right? It, everything has come out since that happened. Of course, it was in the heat of the moment, and you want to stand behind your country. You go into war, whether it's a war that they should have been in, and a war that they—I mean—they were blatantly lying to the American people about what was happening in Vietnam. I get that; that's not about that. But what I'm saying is, the fact that the person who began to spearhead this disrespecting the anthem was when 
Donald Trump made notice of it at his speech in Alabama when he said those SOBs should be, you know, fired and it's unpatriotic. And that very same catalyst for that himself could be deemed unpatriotic because he didn't dodge. He didn't dodge the draft once. He did it twice. So here's the thing. So so my problem with these people who are supporters of his who I, I, I face every day and I hear and I listen to and they're up in arms because these African-American players are taking a peaceful protest and stating we're not demeaning the flag or this country. This is why we're doing it. They are the scum of the earth. They're spoiled mm. millionaires. They have no yeah. right. Do it on right. your own time. So my question is, well, slow down, Right. If that's what you want to focus on, which is that not shouldn't be the focus, then oh, let's dissect everyone. Let's right, see. Let's let's thing. see who else is being disrespectful to the country okay. and to the flag. Right, it's it's look, Ephraim. Let me just say this. Oh, by the way, the getting, warriors are, getting, the warriors are up by one. They're just, up. Yeah. It's been four minutes. Yeah. Got the, four, uh, it's been four minutes. The Rockets are scoreless so far. <laughs> it's, been, it's been four minutes. Because the Warriors are up 11 nothing in just the second half. Goodness yes. gracious. <laughs> 12 and a half, though. Like, it, it's hard to have a discussion because it turns into 90 different things at Absolutely. the same time. It's okay, that, it, so here's the thing. Let's keep it simple. All right. All right. Let me just say this. In terms of the disrespect and why some people view it to be disrespectful and why it matters. Okay, why we're still having that discussion. As I previously said, you can't tell someone, I don't mean any disrespect, and expect them to say, okay, well, cool, then I won't take any disrespect just because you're telling me not to. It's, it just doesn't work like that. When you, look at, when you look at the anthem, and I'll just speak for myself, Ephraim, the way I look at the anthem, and this isn't me saying everyone should look at it th- like this, just a personal opinion, my outlook on it, okay? I look at the anthem as a way to show appreciation for the people who fought and died for our freedom. That's how I look at it. Again, I'm not telling you or anybody listening to look at it the same way. That's just how I look at it. So if anybody is is doing anything else to either protest the anthem, bring attention to whatever cause, if it's to fund cancer research, if it's to fund... AIDS research, if it's for the better treatment of black people in this country, whatever the cause is, I support all three of those causes, by the way, that I just mentioned, but I don't support the way the attention is being brought to those issues if you're not being respectful and looking at the anthem as some sort of way to show appreciation. That's just the way I'm going to view it, and that's where it gets so confusing because people think you're against the cause when you're just against using that time to protest whatever it happens to be. And that's why it's an important issue because I absolutely hate when someone thinks that I'm against the cause or I'm trying to silence the cause or it's like I find it just heartbreaking that anybody would be treated badly just because of the color of their skin. And I find it horrible for someone to think that I'm trying to keep it that way by saying, sorry, I just find 
protesting during the anthem to be disrespectful for the the reasons that I laid out. That's why it matters. I and and I understand that. And I fully and when I say I understand it, it's not a I understand it, but I really understand mm-hmm. where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. The only problem is it's been lumped together. Everything yeah. has been lumped together. So when one person says it's disrespectful, they immediately fall into the category with those bigoted people sure, screaming I from them. And, and that therein lies the problem. That's why I wish the NFL would have really said they could have. This could have been gone. This could have been gone if they would have sat down with the players or the NFLPA, the NFL Players Association, and really had a dialogue about what should happen. They wouldn't have had to implement a rule. All we're going to be thinking about and looking for is who's going to take a knee, who's going to be fined, who's uh, going to stay into the locker room. That's all we're going to be thinking coming this upcoming season. And they wanted to get away from it, but all they did was intensified it and magnified it for no reason. That's the part I have a problem with. I hear you. I hear you. Uh, someone that we have no problem with whatsoever is Steve DeSager. Well, good evening He's once with again, us this gentlemen. evening, and he's spinning us around. How about this tie game, Steve DeSager? The, wow. the dubs coming out to play in the third quarter. Golden State with an 11-0 run to start the second half. When last we spoke, all of us were expecting a Golden State run, even though they were down double digits for most of the first half. In fact, down by 10 at the half. After the first quarter, Golden State at home, for those who weren't with us, Warriors were down 17 points after the first quarter. But what's true of this Golden State team, one of many positive stats, is that they're the best third quarter team in the NBA. In fact, they're the only team in the NBA to average 30 points per third quarter. They come out with the 11-0 run, get the lead. For now, it is a Houston advantage of 71-69 at Golden State mid-third quarter. Kevin Durant now up to 18 points. Klay Thompson, 50% shooting tonight, has 23 points. Houston from three-point range is 50% and 50% overall, but from three-pointers, 13 of 26 in this game. James Harden had had a very slow start to this contest. I remember in an earlier report mentioning he was one for five shooting with four turnovers in the early minutes. James Harden has 30 points already and seven assists in this game. We still have six minutes to go in the third quarter. Houston 71-70 to over Golden State. As to Major League Baseball, Mike Trout of the Angels on Fox TV is 5-for-5 five five with four RBIs. That includes his 17th homer of the season. Angels lead at Yankee Stadium 11-4 over New York in the bottom of the eighth. It is the Indians up 7-5 over Houston in the bottom of the sixth inning. They had a rain delay earlier. San Francisco beat the Cubs 5-4. Pitcher Hugh Darvish of the Cubs goes on the DL with triceps tendonitis. He's starting a big six-year contest contract has an ERA near six at this point. Earlier wins for the White Sox in Tampa Bay, for Washington and Milwaukee. The Brewers won again, beating up the Mets 17-6. to And you guys were mentioning recent upsets in the NBA and clinchers, and I looked it up for the uh, when the Warriors lost Game 7 of the Finals at home a couple years ago to Cleveland. And Golden State was a five-point favorite at home and completely collapsed in the final minutes of that game. In fact, they wound up scoring only 13 points the last 12 minutes, and Cleveland took the title. One other I thought of is, remember the Shaq and Kobe Lakers teams that won three straight titles 
Well, just a couple years after that, they made the finals again. That seems to have slipped most Laker fans' mind because it was against Detroit. And we don't talk lost. about that. <laughs> it was it was a game five that was the Cut clincher his mic at off. Detroit. Cut his mic off. It was hard for the Lakers to score even 80 points in a game in that series. It was bad. And in the clincher, Shaquille O'Neal, eight rebounds. Ben Wallace, 22 rebounds. Just, by the way, Go we're ahead, talking Brent. about teams getting a little tight. That was awful. The Rockets get a little tighty they from get Salah. Real tight. That sphincter is puckering up a little bit. That's yeah. right. P.J. Tucker just double-clutching a simple pass to James Harden and That's turns six, it over. 16 turnovers for Houston already. Mm. Is that Man, a good or a bad lot. thing? It's, <laughs> it's, it's really bad. It's hard oh. to believe that they're still leading with that many turnovers with this much time to go in the third quarter. Unreal, man. What a game. Got about five minutes to go in the third quarter. Rockets are up 74 to 70. By the way, Ephraim, a little fun fact about me. I'm slightly kicking myself, but not completely. I looked, just to give a little peruse before the show, at the the betting lines for the game tonight, and Mm -hmm. I saw that the Angels and Yankees game it, there were a couple of runs scored right away. They're back-to-back homers for the Yankees. It was 2-1 to one in the first inning. And I looked at the in-game over that was at 11.5. And, and I was like, ooh, I like the over. But it's a little policy of mine, Ephraim. I no longer gamble. I no longer have any action going on while I'm doing a show. Oh, okay. Because, yeah, because I just you won't lock be able to focus. In. Right, yeah, you won't be able to focus. I'm just locking in. We're talking about the basketball <laughs> right. game, and you're like, come on. You know, you're the only person right. in the world worried about the baseball game. That's right. Yeah, so I don't do it. So I'm not completely kicking myself, but I did like the over 11 and a half, and it is 11 to 4 right now. So it would have been a winning bet in any event. It's okay, because I was focusing on you, big man. Oh, right? well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. That's what I do here. This was good. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. i got to get to your guy, Brad Stevens, coming up here in a little bit. But we've got a call. Michael from North Carolina wanted to check in. Welcome, Michael. What's going on? What's on your mind? Hey, fellas, you know, I love the points you were making um, about whether you can or cannot define somebody's response to your actions. I mean, as far as I'm aware, the whole idea of woke culture is that everything has to be about an awareness of and to the response of the actions you take. And, and one thing that it makes me think about is the, Nash- or the, the, the Native American mascot situation, because there have literally been polls, there have been scientific studies that show the vast majority of Native Americans aren't bothered by Native American mascots at all. But the argument is made that if any of them, if if anybody is offended by something, then it shouldn't take place. It should be taken out of the world. It's, it's, It's not appropriate. So in this exact same situation, you're exactly right. People are offended. They're upset. And, and honestly, you, you kind of hinted at it. Some people are upset because, you know, they're, they're, they're bad people, they're racist, and they just don't, you know, like any idea of that kind of advancement. But there are people mm-hmm. that are legitimately offended by people not choosing to stand and salute the flag and to respect the flag. And, and, and I don't know that it's fair that people just get to say, well, they're not doing it for that reason. You, you no longer control it after you take the action. Somebody's reaction to it is absolutely theirs to take. It is. It is. Yeah. Um, and that, that's the point we were saying that, you know, on one hand, you say that's not what I'm doing. The other hand, you the other person says that is what you're doing. Where where do you come to common ground? Where's the common ground? 
it was the NFL's responsibility to address the issue that brought this on, and they didn't do it. They didn't do it. They just made it worse, right? So if you're a job, if you're an institution, and people keep saying, "Well, NFL is a workplace, and you don't go to your job, and 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 this and that," and I understand that, but most people really don't know that the NFL is a nonprofit organization, right? It's not like corporate America. It's a nonprofit organization. And uh, so there are different rules that apply. How that's possible for the NFL, I don't know, but, you know, that's a whole other other topic. But what I'm saying is the fact that if the NFL would have addressed, hey, look, this is what we need to talk about because this is what started it and this is what brought it on. By us just fanning it is because it's what they're doing, they just made it worse. So now they've created a situation where even players who weren't protesting feel that they may have, they may have to protest now because now it's like, whoa, 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 you're going to fine us money? You're gonna find, so you're going to implement a rule to make us stand, and people always say, well, the NBA has a rule. Right, right. Well, NBA, yeah. yeah, but the NBA allows their players to have opinions. Right, you look at the shooting shirts, hands up, can't breathe. Uh, sure, are, sure. The NFL doesn't allow that. Well, I mean, right? They I they don't... find a player because his mother had breast cancer and he wanted to wear pink cleats the whole year. They find him because it was outside of October. That's D'Angelo egregious, Williams. right? That's egregious. Right. That's ridiculous. So the fact that they care more about the actual shield than they do about whatever it is that's bothering you or whatever you're trying to support, right? Then the actual issues that's that the, the, the that's the problem I'm having. And they well, they, they showed they they did a a, a a a great misjustice in implementing these rules because now it just exacerbated the situation and we don't know where it's going to go. Now, okay. no one knows. All right. Okay. The thing with this is, I mean, again, there's a million different ways to you, go with it. I'm just going to yeah. stick with what the caller said real quickly. Okay. Because I thought that was a good call by Michael in North Carolina. When you bring up the Native Americans, there have been football teams, the Washington Redskins, that say, no, we don't mean any disrespect. And for a lot of Native Americans, that's not good enough for them. Just because the organization says, we don't mean any disrespect, doesn't mean that a particular Native American will say, well, okay then, if you just put it like that, then no disrespect taken. They still look at it and say, well, no, I still think that's pretty jacked up. I find it to be disrespectful. So the point is, you don't get to determine what someone finds to be respectful or disrespectful. It's up to their personal opinion. That's all it is. It's To me, like I find... I will never bet on the length of the national anthem as a Super Bowl prop, right? Like, because I feel like your head is in the wrong place. If you're like, all right, Christina Aguilera or whoever is singing the anthem, like, really draw out one note so we can hit the over and I can cash my ticket. Like, That's a form of disrespect. Your head isn't in the right place, right? right? Yeah, so I find who, it disrespectful. So, so all who bet on that are they disrespectful? How about this? While the national anthem is going, those concession stands people who are buying drinks and and, and doing that during the national anthem, is that disrespectful? So you can't just don't make it. I find it to be. Exactly. But where's the outrage there? That's the whole point we're talking about. Where is the outrage there? The guy who's at the game 
with an American flag T-shirt on. That is one of the things that's against the flag code. That is, it says that is disrespectful in the flag code. No one looks at that guy as being unpatriotic and disrespectful. That's where the problem lies when you say, well, what you're doing is disrespectful, but I'm going to go buy a beer during the national anthem. Exactly. I totally agree with that. And Papa Bear brought this up off the air. I'll just mention this real quickly. For the people that were booing players protesting during the anthem. Disrespectful. That's disrespectful also. So you, you can't. You can't point the finger at someone. What was it like kindergarten where they said if you point the finger at someone, you three, three are pointing point... back at yeah. you? Yeah, you're <laughs> right. That happened all the time. If you're looking at players protesting and you're booing during the anthem, you're not being respectful either. So it's look, man. That's, we have all that's these the different. Yeah, it is a problem. That's the problem There's because nobody addressed no those. They're only addressing these athletes. Nothing else. So how can you have validity to your outrage? when you refuse to acknowledge anything else other than just them. Oh, by the way, they happen to be African-American. Well, that's what it turns into where it's like, okay, I see what's going on here. And it's like, no. But but that's what it is. And then when you get deeper and you start researching the national anthem and why they took the third stance out, well, I know why they took the third stance out. Right? I mean, people didn't know. They didn't know that it was more to the national anthem. Look, man, we're getting we can into go we can go into like the like, stratosphere. Yes. See, that's what I'm. Let's saying. talk about this game. You can't talk about one you thing and not have it evolve because it goes into everywhere. Other thing. You're right. right. All right, oh, coming up next from the Lord. Geico Studios, I uh, I question a man that Ephraim has profound respect and admiration for. <laughs> It's Brian Noni from Salam <laughs> live with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. Height sphincters. <laughs> that sphincter is puckering up a little bit. <laughs> it's Brian Noni from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. My how things have changed. It's been a good the Warriors, show. It was a good show. Warriors are just a different team in the third quarter, man. Yeah, they For are. everybody who gives Steve Kerr no credit whatsoever, <laughs> does he deserve like some credit whatsoever for the no, Warriors being so no, great in the third quarter? No. None, overrated. None, just none. <laughs> Steve Kerr, Half-time they could go undefeated in the playoffs. Steve Kerr would get no love. But if they're challenged this in a series, oh, he's overrated. He stinks. Right? If I brought a rocket launcher to a fight and I won, I don't want people to go, oh, wow, wow, Ryan's really good in the fight. <laughs> pretty good analogy. That's pretty That's good. That's not bad. That's, That's just the good. position Steve Kerr is in with all that talent. There's no doubt. By the way, Ephraim, before we get to your guy, Brad Stevens, Indy 500 tomorrow, mm-hmm. I just want to ask you about milk because – you can choose when you win. It's a tradition, as you well know, with the Indy 500. Whoever wins, they'll, they'll drink some milk, and they might pour it all over themselves, whatever. <laughs> Would you go 2%, 1%, or skim milk? Because they give all the drivers a choice every single year. 2%. That's what I do. I'm absolutely down with the 2%. Yeah. How do you feel about skim milk? Mm. Ah, it's not for me. 
That's not for me. It's either, not for me. Man. It is disgusting. It's, it's too clear. Ugh. You know? It's, it's too, too tasteless. Yeah. <laughs> like that's what the... Okay, so Brad Stevens, real quickly. My guy. Your guy, Brad Stevens, and he's done a fantastic <laughs> job. But, Ephraim, how can you explain the Celtics being 10-0 and at home, 1-7 and on the road? You can't look at it and say, well, Brad Stevens, it's all because of him. It's his system. It's putting guys in the proper place. It's not like he just changes his system on the road it, you're and right. says, screw it, right? Like, right. But historically, young players play better at home. That's not a Brad Stevens thing. That's a – Right thing that's a that's a that's a uh, statistic that's been proven. So when you no have a, they have a young team, they the, do. The leaders of their team are point. first and second players, f- first right. and second year players. So they just play better but, at home. But when they're winning, mm-hmm. you gotta praise the players, not just Brad Stevens. I'm not saying leave him out of the equation, but it has to be more than just Brad. That's all. I never that's said it was just Brad. You. That I never said one time it's all Brad Stevens. Never said You're like, that he's just putting these guys in the proper place. That's that system. is true. He is putting these guys in the proper place. That's been evident. We've heard that from the players. Like I didn't make that up. Like they just, they said it, not me. They said gonna- it. We're going to see it two different ways. I, I just, know. I think you're going over the top. But mine you is factual and yours is based on emotion. No, 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 it's not. When no, the players come out and say, hey, this is what is happening, this he's is d- what he's doing. He's done a great job. He's done a great job, but you just said it. Young players play better at, at home, home. Yes, they which do. Which means they need to be praised for actually playing well, right? It, it can't just be about Brad. But real quickly, Ephraim. Yes. Game seven. Game seven. Is this a case of deja vu? Remember LeBron first go around in Cleveland, I, lost yep. at Boston, in tore game, the jersey yep. off, and left. Are we going to see deja vu tomorrow? It might be, but I, I'm not going against LeBron in a game seven. So you're taking the Cavs to win? I'm taking LeBron James to win. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it's better than the previous six games. Tom Brady lost the Super Bowl to a backup QB. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Avito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.